Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for August 4th, 2019. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you all joined us. <clears throat> well, boy, you know, uh, I was looking at the uh, Internet really is an amazing source of information, you know. Uh, you could be doing something and then they'll say, Oh, here's some other stuff, you know, on the sidebar, sort of. You say, hmm, and then you look at that, and then, you know, that kind of branches out, and you can learn all kind of things. I was looking at one that was talking about um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I guess paying attention, attention and intention, you know, so both are important. Uh, <clears throat> your purpose or intention. And then you got to pay attention uh, to the well. You could say to the present moment. You know what's going on. Are you, or because a lot of times we're we're not exactly daydreaming, but uh, <clears throat> we're not really in the present moment. We're thinking about something. We're way off in the sort of in the clouds, you know. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so. I, I made a name once for one of our lay ministers, uh, and uh, of course everyone gets the last name Yo, and uh, which means for the sun, S-U-N. And <clears throat> he had Kanyo. I mean Kanyo. I don't know why, but Kanyo is to pause. So he's the pausing son. And I had read an article about the importance of pausing. Huh? In a, in a, in our hectic everyday life, you don't pause. And in fact, I think in uh, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's, uh Plum Village, they they have a, a mindfulness bell, and it just sort of uh, they ring it randomly during the day. And whenever and everybody knows when you hear that big mindfulness bell all through the village, everyone pauses, huh? and they become much more focused. And give attention to whatever they're doing, you know, uh, <clears throat> instead of 
repetitive things that they might be doing and stuff. But anyway, I saw this article on um, had a three-step process. Stop, look, go. Uh, and uh, maybe, it, maybe it was about gratefulness. I don't remember exactly, but stop, look, go. And the stop actually means pause, I would say. Okay. But since you say stop, well, how they going? You know, they say go. So, but stop, look. That means be aw- awareness. Okay. Because you could pause and <laughs> have a blank mind, I suppose. Okay. And not notice what's what's going going on around you, or you know. Uh, <clears throat> so pausing, awareness, and then the goal, uh, meaning do something about it. So if you're grateful to somebody for you know for their thoughtfulness or something, express it to them, let them know, or you know think about something some way you could repay and and you know like that. So <clears throat> gratefulness, thankfulness, gratitude uh, is some is a uh, they want practitioners of spiritual paths to go beyond the feeling of thankfulness and follow it up with some, you know, think about what kind of actions you could do that would, that would follow up on your feeling of gratefulness. Okay. Cause you're not, well, <clears throat> and I remember the, we were always talking in Buddhism about grateful for this and that, for this and, that. and then, uh, <clears throat> Uh, Caucasian Buddhist, new, he's sort of a new Buddhist, I guess, convert, and and he noticed right away. He said that in Christianity they always talk, express it grateful to, and, and not grateful for. See, in, in Buddhism we're always grateful for everything. Now, <clears throat> but somehow the uh, in the, in a Christian approach. They will say you're grateful to a person, okay? Grateful to well God, of course, okay? And you're not just grateful for your food. You're grateful to who cooked it, okay? You're grateful to your parents or something like this. And I don't think one way one is necessarily better than better than the other, okay? Uh, of course, <clears throat> a lot of gratefulness when it involves other people. That's when I think the goal part. I mean, how can you, you know, give back? Okay. Uh, whereas if you're just grateful for well, the sun, the chair, you know, and so forth, um, it's not quite so obvious about what you might do, you know. Whereas if you're grateful to somebody, so on, you could think about. Something that you could do for them, huh? Okay. Well, <clears throat> I <laughs> this um, July and August uh, in the <clears throat> Joroshinshu tradition, uh, both in Japan and in the uh, Shin temples in North America, the summertime is Obon time. Obon. Uh, <clears throat> Is uh, they have a they they wear their colorful 
kimono, uh, and uh, <clears throat> they they have a drum or or music, and then everybody's usually it's outside someplace, block off a street, or they go to a nearby park, and everybody dressed up, and then they do these dances, old folk dances, okay, and uh, <clears throat> uh, it's an annual thing, okay, different different. Uh, di- Places they do it either in August or July. So I I say this because uh, our guest to give us a dimer glimpse. I know she's going to talk about obon dancing, and this is Edie Kio, part of LM8, and she's in uh, California. And I hand it over to her now. Thank you, Reverend Koyo uh, Sensei. I appreciate you putting this. Uh, Dharma glimpse into context for those who are not familiar with Obon and uh, makes my job easier. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to my, well, I shouldn't say thank you in the beginning. I appreciate your coming in to, to hear the uh, Dharma glimpse. And the title of my glimpse is East Meets West in Obon Dancing. In the summer months from June through August, something joyfully infectious spreads through many communities in the United States, particularly where there are Buddhist temples in the, uh, that celebrate uh, Obon, also called Kangye, or Gathering of Joy. During this time, Buddhist services are held to memorialize and express gratitude for the gift of life we had received from loved ones, family and friends, and even people we think of as strangers who passed away. But no one is really a stranger from in my way of seeing the world, not just east nor west, but in all directions, we are all related as human beings. In Rudyard Kipling's poem, the poet states that east is east and west is west and never the twain shall meet, and continue, saying, But there is neither east nor west, border nor breed nor birth, when two strong men stand face to face, though they come from the ends of the earth. However, in Obon dancing, it takes more than two strong men standing face to face to erase distinctions like east versus west. When dancing joyfully together, many people share harmony and laughter as they move as one with a drumbeat or other music. When I was very young, about three years old or so, I recall hearing Obon music and children's laughter in a World War II internment camp. So I thought of Obon as a happy occasion. But a few years later, Obon was a sad time for I experienced death in the family for the first time and felt the painful sorrow of funerals and obon service. As I grew older, I noticed that the music and songs, although in Japanese, occasionally had Latin rhythms, such as the mambo, hacha, and samba, or other rhythms such as the boogie-woogie and even a graceful waltz. 
The music and dance celebrate everyday activities such as picking tea leaves, coal mining, fishing, railroad building, fireworks, love, baseball, rock, paper, scissors game, and so forth. I dance in joyful gratitude for everything that multitudes of people in the past have done so that I can enjoy the benefits that come my way. Obon celebrates both living and dying and zillions of things in between. No one lives forever. No one can live alone. If you do not live near a Buddhist temple, you can view these dances, hear the music and songs, and see the dancers on YouTube. For example, Google the uh, word BCA, Wobon Odori. That's B as in boy, C as in cat, A as in apple. Odori, oh, I'm sorry, Obon, O B O N, O B as in boy, O N, Odori, O D as in David, O R I, Obon Odori. Uh, or you can Google Obon Odori New York City if you want to know what goes on there, or Obon Odori Hilo Hawaii, or other locations such as San Jose, California, Virginia, Salt Lake City, and so on. As I looked at the dancers on YouTube and even in the lines of dancers around me, and I met the Obon uh, Odori in different locations. I noted several interesting things in the dancing. First, mothers and fathers carried babies and toddlers and danced around the circle with them. Second, uh, many dancers were adding creative steps to enliven some dances, such as the one, one plus one is the name of the dance, one plus one. And this is uh, a fairly modern, I would say, current uh, dance, very popular. And uh, you can see it on YouTube, and it's uh, videotaped in uh, Gardena in 2009, or in Venice, Honganji Buddhist Temple in 2017. In this song, you'll hear the English words, I love you. And maybe this is the one reason why the uh, dance is so popular. The third thing that I noticed is that there is one song in English titled Beautiful Sunday. And the uh, popular places to hear these or see this dance is in the Hawaiian Islands. And there are, I think, three that were listed in the YouTube. And one is from Kaurui Obon Odori in 2011. And another is in Maui Obon in 2012. And the third is in Mahelona. Hospital Obon in May of 2019. When you see these dances or hear the music, can you tell what's east or west? Whether watching the dancers on YouTube or actually dancing in an Obon circle, I feel joyful. The Obon dances go on for about an hour, sometimes a little longer, and although my feet may be a bit sore, my hands and arms reach up and soar into the sky and stars while dancing the Obon Odori. Thank you for listening to this Dharma Glimpse. Dasho.
Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. You know, he, the last thing, well, several places in the Dharma glimpsed, and uh, when if you throw your hands and arms up into the sky, and you know, uh, there's a feeling of joyfulness. Um, uh, dancing in general, and obon dancing in particular. I remember uh, one minister in Southern California. He used to, when he gave a Dharma talk about, you know, about a bone time and dancing. Uh, his main message was, uh, dance like like nobody's watching. Okay, there's no self consciousness. Okay, you just okay. Some people they might dance in a reserved way. Or maybe concentrating, and they're too stiff because they're concentrating on doing it correctly. Uh, but uh, the, that's why they have obon practice. What for? Maybe at least a month, every week, a weekly. They have obon practice before the actual obon, you know, because you want to you want to know the dance so that you can then freely do all the movement and you don't have to be concentrating on, you know, what comes next and so forth. Okay. And usually there's a teacher that's there, several teachers, if they get that the circle is big, very large, and you can see the teacher and you, and you just kind of follow what she's doing. Okay. So you don't have to necessarily be, have gone to all the practices and know the dances. You can get out there and, Still, in an uninhibited way, just enjoy yourself. And that's, uh, you know, I, I know that this is, it's a common uh, phrase, dance like nobody's watching. Uh, but that's a nice expression, isn't it? Uh, uh, especially dancing where there is a certain sequence or something. Okay. Although I have seen people doing like modern dance, and they, it's, it's, it's maybe like sort of like jazz, you know, that, uh, there might be a certain format, so to speak, but a lot of individual creativity, and they never do the same dance twice. Okay, it, and uh, I, I remember one time, this was not an obon time, but this is you know. Uh, in my when I was growing up and teenager, and I, maybe they still do this. I, I'm not sure. In, in the Japanese American Buddhist temples, <clears throat> they have a dance. The young people have a dance. You know, they put on a dance, and this is regular uh, pop music dancing. So it'd be you know jitterbugging and two stepping and you know all those all those kinds of. Uh, Dances, um, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, the stroll, the monkey, the swim. Okay, I don't. It makes me smile to say those names. Okay, and of course, <laughs> before my time would be Charleston and things like this. But uh, uh, you can you could talk about any kind of dancing. Uh, dancing, watch the whole body, right? I mean, and. Uh, uh, I remember in particular one time, sort of spontaneously, 
uh, a group of us, maybe about eight or so, made a s- small circle, and we were doing some kind of a dancing to fast music. And and then one person from the circle goes into the center and just goes – everyone's still doing their own dancing, but this person sort of goes crazy in the center. <laughs> okay. And then after or you know a little while, goes back to the outer circle, and then the next person goes into the center and does their thing, you know. And uh, I experienced that just that one time, but uh, uh, I remember the feeling, you know. Someone gets in there, and you and you and you're you're everyone in the outer circle dancing, but you're watching what this person in the center is doing, and and you know that they're just going. Going not crazy or wild, but uh, ad libbing, huh? and so you're kind of joyfully cheering them on, okay? And there's some kind of an excitement because you know your turn's coming around the circle, and you can go in there, and everybody's that goes in the center is uninhibited, so you don't have to feel shy about anything, and uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, so you dance like nobody's watching, or you dance and you don't care who's watching. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a, a classical or born Dharma talk, and uh, uh, I, I I might mess up on some of the details, but I think his name was Mogalana, and he his mother. Uh, was a very um, too protective, too 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 much of a mother. Okay, uh, so she did she did a lot of selfish things for her son. You know, uh, uh, that was not uh, not thoughtful about other people. She whatever she just you know she wanted to give her son all the benefits of everything and so she would do it in thoughtless ways or didn't think about other consideration for other people okay and uh <clears throat> so as this story goes it's probably in some sutra okay but um uh, she was punished okay and she went into buddhist hell and she was hanging upside down i think as the story goes and Mogalana sees his mother in Buddhist hell, suffering. And he says, oh, gee, this is bad, you know. And so he goes to the Buddha and says, can I can I help my mother? She's suffering in hell. And the Buddha said, yeah, uh, you know, what you should do is um, uh, put on a big feast for the, for the village. Okay. Uh, and uh, so she did. And everyone had a lot of good food and they started dancing around. They were so happy. And that was the start of Obonodori, you know, Odori means dance. huh? So Obon time dancing. Uh, and uh, I think the, the, one of the main things about the kind of dancing we're talking about is not only is your uninhibitedness, but there's a fellowship there. Huh? Uh, 
where especially like I the example I gave where you know you had a circle and then somebody goes in the center and there's really a, a, a togetherness dancing together even though you're just doing your you know you're not you're not having like two some like a partner or anything you're just doing your thing but everybody's doing their thing okay and you have a little circle okay of of your friends okay and so forth that there's some fellowship there okay uh, sometimes when you say dance like no one's watching, if you dance, you could dance in your in your living room all by yourself, and no, no, that's great too. Okay, but the main thing about obono dori dancing is togetherness and feeling the joy that gets multiplied by seeing everybody that's so happily doing it, you know. And uh, <clears throat> this fellowship is emphasized, I think, in Jodo Shinshu Buddhism especially. Um, there's a story uh, uh, <laughs> about uh, a village that needed, uh, uh, lost their priest, maybe the priest moved away or something. So they needed to 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 choose their new uh, village priest. Okay? And <clears throat> there were uh, so they, well, they didn't interview, but they, they said, well, this, there was one, there was a couple of people that they, that they were going to choose from. And so they asked them, well, how are we going to choose between these two, two people to be our next minister? And so they said, well, uh, can you, can you do something? Show, you know, communicate something to us. And the one priest candidate was, uh, <clears throat> I guess you might call him uh, maybe <laughs> maybe some sectarian uh, uh, humor or prejudice or bias creeps into the story, but let's say it was a Zen a Zen monk. Now, when you think about it, uh, you know Zen Zen Buddhism has a you know, there's this kind of a sternness there, a kind of a self discipline aspect, huh? And uh, uh, almost military sometimes. And so he uh, wanted to demonstrate uh, his power, I guess, or his strength. Uh, and and so he had stepped into this big pot of boiling water. Okay. And he, you know, Took it, okay, without flinching. Goes in, and you know you can see he was <clears throat> inner struggling with it, but he could he he did it, okay. Then they asked the next person, so well, you know, in their interview, so to speak, and the next person said, well. Asked her, she had a couple of teenage kids and said, uh, could you bring some cold water and put it into this this big bowl, that big, you know, bowl of hot water? I want to cool it off. And so that was done, and it was nice and warm, okay, but not hot. And she said, hey, everybody, let's get in. 
Okay. I think she did this just sort of spontaneously. She didn't know what was she was going to do, but she just had this kind of communal feeling. And hey, let's everybody get in and enjoy this, you know, ofuro, this kind of you know, communal bath, okay, and have fellowship. Uh, needless to say, well, this, <laughs> they picked the second one for their village uh, priest. Um, and I thought that the story was kind of instructive, you know. If you want someone that's going to be, uh, well, uh, because Shin Buddhism in in the 13th century uh, was a time when temples, religions, the clergy. There was a lot of strict uh, rituals and everything, and it was for the elite. It was for aristocratic things, and uh, you know, it was a place. The temples were places of higher learning, and so it was very rarefied, huh? Uh, and one aspect characteristic of Jodo Shinshu Buddhism was the lay participation. Um, and uh, that would be illustrated by that story, which of these that I just said, and of course that comes from a Jodo Shinshu perspective. Okay, uh, we're not talking about emphasizing individual priests' uh, accomplishments and you know, what, you know, uh, individual accomplishments. Okay, but the fellowship. And that we see really see that I think in Obon dancing, and uh, uh, we need to realize that and give attention to it and awareness to it, so that it will spread okay, uh, w- w- domestically within a family, or at you know we're talking about harmony, we're talking about interpersonal relationships, right, fellowship. And then maybe, I think it's not uncommon in Buddhism to have that fellowship with inanimate objects, non-sentient things, feeling that connectedness. Uh, So we have to go beyond or use the teachings of Obon and Obonodori so that life is a dance. Hey, pretty good. I didn't know I was going to say that. I'm going to end on that. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep dancing, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you.